all that we are learning here. It's to your glory. And it's according to your divine plan. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Uh, today has been a wonderful day. And uh, I believe that um, what we've been studying over the past few days is causing not only a great transformation in your lives, but personally um, experiencing a certain uh, dimension of God. And it's it's been a blessing to me. Now, I want to say something shortly before I begin teaching today. Uh, don't think that everything I see or every image we put out there is because I want to put it out there. Everything we put out there is by instruction. For example, the image we put out there today, I didn't want to put it out there. I was hesitant. I was really in a betwixt as to whether to put it out there or not. But the Lord was instructing me. He said, do it, do it. And as much as I didn't want to do it, I had to do it and I ended up doing it. If I didn't do it, I, I, I'm sure I would have not been at peace by now. So don't think everything we do here is because we are happy about it or we are very okay with it or um, we are emotionally and mentally uh, cool with everything. There are sacrifices that we might be making and you will not see. So all the investments we are putting into you and into others by your help or by you doing what you must, note that they are priceless. Okay, now the Bible says something. It says, cast not thy pearls before swine, because they'll trample on it. When you receive the, these things and you don't live by it and you don't make use of it and you don't adhere to it and you don't um, push it to the world, you are becoming some of those swines who trample on it. Precious things, on holy things, on sacred things, on pearls. Don't be that type of person. Whatever investment is being made into you, we are expected to see results. We are not expecting to see you just brush it away. Do you understand? So big good use of it. There are a lot of things that are changing your lives in a way that you might not have seen before. Do not keep it to yourself. That is selfishness. You understand? That is selfishness. And be stable in what you are doing. <laughs> okay, we'll discuss this later. We'll discuss this later. When the Lord gives me the clearance to speak on it. He has told me to speak on it, but he has not given me clearance to speak now. But God will help us. We have been dealing with the fear of the Lord. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 6. The fear of the Lord. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 6. Someone should turn the page and... I don't want to move out of the up to Bible because I'll end up at uh, my, my, it will, it will end, it will somehow, somehow end. Okay, so verse 16 and 6. Now, I'm reading from my, it says that by mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. Okay, by mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. And it says, and by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. I remember uh, the last session we had, which was yesterday, we, discuss how the fear of the lord is directly related to morality how the fear of the lord is directly related to our love for god how the fear of the lord is directly related to holy living you understand so we are continuing from that pedestal okay and what our base scripture here for today is telling us is that by mercy and truth 
iniquity is perched. That means if I'm going to deal with the problem of iniquity, it will only take the mercy of the Lord and me having the truth of the Lord for that to be perched. You understand? So when we are saying, Lord, perch me, perch me, you get perched by the word of God. It's not just by fire. We all have it in mind. God who passes through certain things and all that. It is true. But God is not going to try you only through circumstances. The Bible makes us understand that until the word of the Lord came, the word tried them. You understand? So the word of God tries us. The word of God is able to try us even to our pageant. Okay. And it says that, and by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil, just like we established yesterday. So any man who fears the Lord departs from evil. When you go to a place or when you are among people and you do not see them departing from evil, you see them subscribing to the things of the flesh, to mundane things, to evil things, to wickedness of all forms, to um, depraved thinking and all that. You should know that there is uh, the, the, the root of it is because Men did not fear God. Men did not fear God. So holy living is a product of the fear of the Lord. Amen. Now, I want us to come to understand how that the Lord restores fear. You see, it is easy for you to lose the fear of the Lord. Yes, it is very easy. Do you know why? Because God is patient. God is not a God who will come and go, hey, 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 hey. The Bible says that the patience of the Lord leads to repentance. The goodness of the Lord leads to repentance. The grace has appeared to all men, teaching um, them to deny ungodly lust. Okay, so this is why God is giving you that space. This is why God is giving you that chance. Okay, but then instead of take, uh, making use of it, many people will decide to do otherwise. Many people will decide to do otherwise. That is, they take advantage of it. So Paul spoke against this, that how is it that the grace of God has come and then you want sin to abound more? Does the grace of God mean that you should subscribe to sin? No, that is not the purpose of the grace of God. Amen. So, uh, we, we, it is easy for man to lose fear because if I do this, if I go and I go and fornicate and Tata didn't strike me, I didn't see any bad thing happen to me, I'll do it next time and I'll keep doing it until it comes to habits. You understand? At that time, you have lost reference for God, especially concerning that issue. Even as, as, as it is general, you lose, especially concerning that issue, you will not fear God to do it because you know God, Christ, is not going to do anything to me. This is what happens and you find uh, a lot of men of God, or not, let me not use men of God, a lot of Christians living in sin because they did it the first time and there was no direct implication. They are going to do it a second time and there will not be a direct implication. Third, fourth, fifth, sixth time, there is no direct implication. It is not like the Old Testament where the floor will open up and swallow you. So since nothing is going to happen to me, then they don't find reason to thrive in that aspect and to make sure that they are living according to the principles of God concerning that issue. Okay. So when God wants to restore the fear, fear into man, there are certain processes he takes a man to, including purging. Purging is a base process. When God purges a man, when, when God purges a man, the man has no choice but to fear God. Uh, you see this about the book of Nisa. I'm sure you've read Daniel chapter th uh, 4 verse 30. So how she put it? Now, Daniel 4 verse 30 to 37. Daniel chapter 4 verse 30 to uh, 37. So she put it here fast for me so that uh, I, read. I don't want to go out. D Daniel chapter 4, 30 to 37. Let's be fast. Let's be fast. Oh, no one is placing it there for me. Okay, good. Thank you, Papa. So, Daniel chapter 4, verse 30 to 37. Now, uh, before you come to the scene that is proposed by Daniel chapter 4, verse 30 to 37, we come to see that God had already warned Nebuchadnezzar, okay? King Nebuchadnezzar, 
the king of the Babylonian Empire, who saw himself as a god. He 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 built a brass idol, uh, sorry, a golden idol of himself that men should revere that idol, should worship that idol. Okay, now we see God has warned this man. God has warned this man that if you continue in this way, I'll do you something. And Nebuchadnezzar, still in his irreverent behavior and in his pompous behavior, he, I, I told you something. Anytime you find pride in the life of a man, you should know that that person does not fear God. When you find pride in the life of a man, you should know that person doesn't fear God. And Nebuchadnezzar was a very proud king. So let me read from 30 going down. It says that king, the, the king speak and said, it's not this great Babylon. So he was looking at his achievement. It's not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of my power. He, listen to what he said. It's not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of my power. Me, Nebuchadnezzar, my power. And for my honor and majesty, this man, if he had known the scriptures, he would have known that unless, unless the Lord builds a house, unless the Lord builds a house, the builders build in vain. All the efforts of the builders are in vain unless the Lord establishes it. No matter how big you are, no matter how great you are, whatever you do, if the God does, if the Lord, if God doesn't endorse it, doesn't help you with that, whether you are a Christian or whatever, he is the one who is going to allow it. He is the one who is going to permit it. So he says, the builders build in vain. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar didn't know the scriptures. He didn't know the mind of God. He didn't have the fear of God, so obviously he would not have the wisdom of God. So if you don't have the wisdom of God, you don't know. You don't know such secrets like this. You don't know such secrets like this. Then it says in 31, it says, while the word was in the king's mouth, there fell a great voice from heaven saying, Oh, King Nebuchadnezzar, today it is spoken, the kingdom is departed from thee. Then it continues, and they shall drive thee from men, and thou shalt, and, and, and thy dwelling shall be with the beast of the field. They shall make thee to eat grass as oxen, and seven times shall pass over thee, that is seven years, until thou know that the most high ruleth in the kingdom of men, and give it to whom, okay, and give it to whom soever he will. This is very interesting. He's telling you that, uh, he's showing you that this is who I am. Yeah, remember yesterday I spoke about fearing God because of who he is, that is one, and what he can do. That is aside our love for him. So God brought something to his notice. He says what? Until thou know that the most high, the most high, first, who am I? I am the most high. Next thing, he says that, and he giveth to whomsoever he will. This is what I can do. I can take the kingdom and I can give it to whoever I will. You don't have a choice. What was God doing? He was he has started the recalibration process on Nebuchadnezzar. I am going to make Nebuchadnezzar see who I am and what I can do. And you will fear me, Nebuchadnezzar. You will fear me. You are but a mortal. Verse 33. The same hour was the same fulfilled upon Nebuchadnezzar. So that means in uh, that instance, that instance, it was fulfilled upon Nebuchadnezzar. And he was driven from men and did eat grass as oxen. And his body was wet with the dew of heaven, till his hairs were grown like eagle's feathers and his nails like bed's claws. Then this is something interesting. And at Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I, I, I pray that I pray that the processes God passes you through will let you know that He is God. That whatever wave will hit you, will cause you to lean upon Him. Whatever situation will come your way, will cause you 
to 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 decide to cling onto Jesus, to decide to cling onto God, to decide to re- revere God, to know Him as your God, in the name of Jesus. That, that what he said is mind blowing. He says, and at the end of the days, I Nebuchadnezzar lifted my eyes unto heaven, and my understanding returned, and I praised and honored Him that liveth forever. Ah, what is I praised and honored him now he can he can recognize that it is god who lives forever since i praise and honor the what that means he had come to fear god because you cannot praise and honor god if you don't fear god so what he says i came i i, I praise and honor him whose dominion who, who liveth forever and what again whose dominion is everlasting dominion and he says what and his kingdom is from generation to generation glory to god Verse 35, he says, and all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. And he does according to his will. He, says, he has looked at who God is now and say what God can do, what God does, what God did, what God will do, what God is doing. He says, he, he, he says that the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing, and he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of earth, and none can stay his hand. Or that can say to him, what doest thou? 36. At the same time, my reason returned to me. And for the glory of my kingdom, my honor and brightness returned to me. And my counselors and my lords sought unto me. And I established in my kingdom. And excellent majesty was added to me. You see, at the time, I, I, I will jump. I, I, I think we should enter this. The very moment he began to revere God, everything was restored to him. You can see that that position which he had fallen, because the thing is that pride comes before a fall. So anytime a man does not fear God, he falls. That is why the devil fell. Pride comes before a fall. That is why the devil fell. Now, when he began to revere God, when he revered God, he was taken, he, he was shot back to that position. He says that the Lord sought unto him. And he was established in his kingdom. And excellent majesty was added unto him. Verse 37. That is, that is the most striking thing in this, in this verse, in, in this passage. He says that now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven. All whose works are true and his ways, judgments, and those that walk in his pride, in pride, he's able to abase. Said, now I, Nebuchadnezzar, I praise and extol and another king. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, I, I am frightened and I fear the king. I honor the king. I am awestruck by the king of heaven. And he says something significant. He says that all those that walk in pride, that means if you walk in pride, you don't walk in the fear of the Lord. He says, all those that work in pride, he is able to abase. He will, he will humble you. He will humble you. God will always humble a man to cause the man to revere him. God will always humble a man to cause the man to revere him. Because he knows that when you don't fear him, your end is doomed. And God is not ready to lose you like that. He, he will make sure. He will make sure he puts you through certain processes that it will restore fear for him. It will restore the fear of him. It will restore. You come to see this indeed is God. This is this indeed is God. This indeed is God. The book had to become as an animal for seven years. His process was seven years. By the end of his process, the recalibration was that. He says that now, I, Nebuchadnezzar, ha, shalamu shatakabas, kabas, kilakai. If you understand who Nebuchadnezzar was, and he can make the statement, now, now I, Nebuchadnezzar, he, he was, he, so far, he has been the greatest world superpower. The, even the Antichrist won't be a superpower like he was. He was the greatest world superpower. His empire was the greatest. Even Nimrod's empire was not like uh, Nebuchadnezzar's empire. 
the most empire was not like in the vision of Daniel, he he saw four empires and he said, Ah, this this Nebuchadnezzar's own, the head of gold, it, it is the greatest. It is the greatest. All the empires that came later were weaker. He ruled the whole world. He was a god unto himself. And at the end of the chastisement of the Lord, he says that, Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven. Some of you, God needs to pass you through certain processes. You will not touch breast again. You, some of you, God needs to pass you through certain processes. You, you will not think of stealing again. No. You will not think of dishonoring again. No. You will not think of building an empire to yourself. No. No. You will not start becoming proud. You, you, some of you, you become so proud. God, God, God must put you through something. At the end of it all, you will see that you will be meek. You'll be lowly. You'll be humble. Mm. So God will put just through certain processes. Why? Because he wants to restore that fear. He wants to restore that fear. Because, you see, fear is directly related to life. But I'll, you, you understand why I said I've made the statement. But let's read the book of Hebrews. Uh, Papa, put Hebrews chapter 12, verse 5. Uh, put 12, 5 to 14. Put 12, 5 to 14. Let's let's look at something interesting there. Please, let's be fast. Please, let's be fast. Okay. Um, so it says, okay, thank you guys. So it says that, and ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. And he says, My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked by him or of him. And he says, For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. Okay? Whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. And he scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. He says, If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? But if ye be, be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then ye are bastards, not sons. I, I'm sure this is very plain. If, if God doesn't put you through his processes, know that you are a bastard. That's what the Bible is saying. You, you don't have, God is not your father. That's why he's not putting you through that, that process. Verse 9, it says, Father, what we have, fathers of flesh which corrected us and we gave them reverence so the 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 product of they corrected us was that we gave them reverence we gave them reverence we revered why we were corrected by them we revered and he says that shall we not much rather be in subjection to the father of spirits and live for verily for 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 they he's talking about the fathers ethnic fathers they they very, they verily for a few days chastened us after their own pleasure, but he for our profit, that we might be partakers of his holiness. This is deep. God is chastening you, not because he just feels like chastening people, or it feels like passing you through anything, but he says that it is for your profit that you will partake in his holiness. This. You know, we are the righteousness of God, and Christ has made us holy. Look at, look at the statement very well. It seems we will partake, we'll be partakers. We'll be partakers. That means there is going to be an experience. We are going to work in an experience of His holiness, not just what the holiness that is worked in us by Christ. Do you understand? Remember yesterday we spoke about we from, from what we've been doing, we've seen how fear, the fear of the Lord. Promote holy living. The fear of the Lord causes holy living. It causes you to run away from immorality. So he's saying that when we are chastened here, what happens is that we become partakers of his holiness. Why? Because chastening breaks fear. Chastening causes you to revere. When God passes you through his processes, it causes you to revere. Now he says, now no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, 
but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward it yielded the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them that are exercised thereby. Glory. We are the righteousness of God, but look at what the verse is saying now to us. You see, the chastening of God yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness. I told you there is a difference having the righteous nature of God and you walking in righteousness. You having the righteous nature of God and you being holy and all those things will prevent you from going to hell. Fine. But when we come to the kingdom, you will come to see that when God will judge every man by his deeds and all these things will count. All these things will count. Now, wherefore, lift up your hands, which hang down, and feeble knees, and make straight paths for your feet, lest blah, 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 and it continues. Then verse 14, it says, Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see God. No man shall see the Lord. That means only men that fear God can see the Lord. Because fear produces holiness. Do you understand? Fear causes us to live in holiness. The holiness here is not talking about what Jesus has done for you. But fear causes us to live in holiness. And it says, without this, no man shall see the Lord. No man shall see the Lord. No man shall see the Lord. God chastises men to restore the fear of the Lord. Okay? God chastises men to restore the fear of the Lord. Write that down. And the next thing is that a man of the presence is a man who has feared the Lord. A man of the presence is a man who has the fear of the Lord. If, 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 you see, you see, <laughs> there's a difference between having instruments and making a nice environment and all those things. But there are some people when you encounter them, you, you know that this person carries the presence of God. That, that it is only because that man fears God. If that man was fornicating and living his life anyhow after worldly passions, uh, don't, don't think you, you have that experience. Don't think the men of the presence are the men of fear. The men of the presence are the men who fear the Lord. The men of the presence are the men who fear the Lord. You know, there's something interesting we see in the book of Zechariah chapter 3 verse 1 to 7. There's something interesting we see in the book of Zechariah chapter 3 verse 1 to 7. Uh, I think someone should post that for me. Zechariah. Chapter 3, verse 1 to 7. Please let's be fast. You can even put verse 1 to 10. Okay, you put 1 to 7. Let's let's be fast. Zachariah, chapter 3, verse 1 to 7. There's a lot we can speak about here. There's a lot we can speak about here. We can deal with the issue of priesthood. We can deal with the issue of the heavenly court. We can deal with a lot of issues. But I, I want to let you understand something from it. Now, it says... And he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at his right hand to resist him. And the Lord said unto Satan, The Lord rebuke thee, O Satan, even the Lord that hath chosen Jerusalem to rebuke thee. Is not this a brand plucked out of fire? When people say firebrand, they don't understand. They don't understand. They think it means you are on fire. That's not firebrand. That is not firebrand. When the, when the Lord rebuked him and said, "Is not this a brand plugged out of fire?" He, what he was saying is that this person has gone through process. He has been proved. He has been tried. He has gone through the chastisement. That's what he was talking about. He has he has gone through chastisement. People think is that the person is on fire for God. No, no, no. That is not what we mean by uh, the firebrand here means. But people take a firebrand and they think is oh, when they say this guy is firebrand, means he's on fire for God. No, no. From the context, he he had he had, he was someone who had passed through chastisement. He he had passed through chastisement. That is firebrand. May God give us understanding. 
May, may, may God give us understanding into this. May, may, may God give us understanding. He, he's far brand. He's far brand. Why? Because he, he, he has been taken out of burning. Let me give you, let, let me show you proof of this. What, what being a firebrand is. If we take Amos chapter 4, verse 11, let's look at Amos chapter 4, verse 11. You see something interesting. So that I, I, I don't even think I'm using my mind to tell you this thing. It's a scripture. It's a scripture. So you don't think I'm using my mind to tell you that firebrand means this. He says, I have overthrown some of you as God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah, and ye were as a firebrand plucked out of Benin. Did you hear it? Yet ye have not returned to me. I have overthrown some of you. I have chastised some of you. I have put some of you through processes. And he says, as God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. Look at what, <laughs> have you seen what God did to Sodom and Gomorrah? He passed them through fire. And he says that, and ye were as a firebrand plucked out of the burden. Yet, have ye not returned unto me, said the Lord. So, this man, he had, God had taken him through process. He, he, had, he had failed it. He, he, had, he had gone through certain uh, situations. He had, he, had, he had gone through the burden. He had gone through the burden. He had gone through the burden. God had chastised him. And we'll see why God chastised him. Because, we can see in the three is that Joshua was clothed with garments. That means uh, he, he was doing certain things that will certainly show that he had lost the fear of the Lord. He was doing certain things. That's why the angel could stand there and, the, and Satan could also stand at the right hand to resist him. Satan was resisting him. Satan was accusing him. Satan was preventing him. Satan was against him. It only took the mercy of God. God says, I rebuke you, oh Satan. Even the Lord that you see Jerusalem rebuild thee. This guy is a brand plucked out of her. Then he says that, let's continue. Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and stood before the angel. And he answered and spake unto those that stood before him, saying, Take away the filthy garments from him. And unto him he said, Behold, I have caused thy iniquity to pass from thee. I will clothe thee with a change of raiment. Remember, the filthy cloth talks about the body of sin or the nature of sin or the acts of sin. In fact, everything sin. And the change of raiment is our garment of righteousness. Remember, you know that when you go to heaven, you wear garment of your righteousness. But the people will say, oh, <laughs> I was speaking to one guy today. He was telling me, a pastor of a church, I'm not going to mention any name. One of the pastors said, you can... Uh, you can live your life anyhow. What matters is that you've given your life to Jesus Christ. So you can just do anything you want. You don't lose your salvation. Oh, whether you lose your salvation or not, this is what he's saying here. He says that the righteousness, our that righteousness is a garment. You wear it one day. Imagine that your garment will look like uh, this thing. <laughs> it will look like it will look like a uh, GTP in summer. And then someone's garment is uh, it's laid with gold. You also look like GTB uh, tie and die. Then you will see. So, the garments, they, they gave him a change of raiment. And what happens next? He says, and I said, and, and I said, let them set a fair mitre upon his head. The mitre is like a turban, okay? So, so they set a fair mitre. Now, now this thing is very significant. Why should they set up mitre or mitre on, on the head? When you come to see what the mitre is, you see it in the book of um, you see it in the book of Exodus. You see it in the book of Exodus. That Exodus chapter 28 verse 36 and 37. You say that, and thou shalt make a plate of pure gold and engrave it or engrave upon it like the engravings of a sickness and this is what you are going to put on it holiness to the lord holiness to the lord verse 37 and thou shalt put it on a blue lace that it may be upon the mitre upon the forefront of the mitre it shall be so 
the mitzvah that was said, and remember, this is a, this is something that was happening in the realms of the spirits. This is something that was happening in the realms of the spirits. Okay, so the mitzvah that was set on the head of Joshua is holiness unto God. Holiness unto God. I've explained that a man cannot live in holiness to God or cannot have that nature of holiness to God or unto God, not the holiness of God. <laughs> I'm talking about something you live. You can't have it if you don't fear the Lord. If you don't fear the Lord. So so when God has chastised this man, you can see the things that is, he, he's getting. He, he, there was a restoration. There was a restoration. Uh, let's continue. And the angel of the Lord protested unto Joshua, saying, Thus said the Lord of hosts, If thou wilt walk in my ways, and if thou wilt keep my charge, and if thou shalt also judge my house, and thou shalt keep my court, I will give you a place to walk among these that stand by. It's very interesting. If thou keep my ways, saying that if you do all these things, you have a standing in the place of the Lord. Remember, they were in the court of heavens. They were in the court of heavens. I told you that the man who fears God is the man of the presence. Any man of the presence is a man who fears God. You cannot stand in the presence of God without having reverence unto God. That is why the living creatures will keep bowing down. They keep revering the Lord. You can't be in the presence of the Lord and not fear the Lord. You can't be in the presence of the Lord and not obey, not revere the Lord. So what he's saying is that if thou will keep my ways, if thou will walk in my ways, if thou will keep my charge, because remember, our livelihood will be based on the fear of God. If we will walk in his ways, it is because we fear the Lord. If we will keep his charge, it's because we fear the Lord. If we will judge his house, it's because we fear the Lord. If we shall keep his courts, it's because we fear the Lord. He says that then I will give you places to walk among these that stand by. You have an allocation. You have a special standing in the court of the heavens. You have a special standing in the presence of God. If we want to, listen, listen to me. If you want to be a man of a pre the presence and a man who has authority from the presence of the Lord, you, you, you must be someone who reveres God. You must be someone who, who sin is a no-go area for you. You decide, you decide that, hey, and it is not about using your strength. It is by the grace of God. Don't never forget that. But there must be a conscious decision that I have turned away from these things and I am working with the Lord. That is the wisdom of God. That is the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God is the wisdom that will cause you to be taken out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his marvelous light. Do you understand me? That is the that is that is the the the, the wisdom of God. So God chastised this man, Zachariah. Or this man was going to pass through the heat. Oh, it was all for the shaping of this man. Not that God hated him, but God had to restore. God had to restore. God had to restore. He was putting him in a process of restoration. He was putting him in a process of restoration. He was putting him in a, a, a process where now this man will have to live for him, live like him, based on the fear of the Lord, based on the reverence he has for the Lord. You know something interesting? When you read the book of Proverbs chapter 19, it says that the fear of the Lord tended to life. It tended to life. What it's simply saying is that out of the fear of the Lord, we find life. You, Anyone who is walking in the fear of the Lord is walking in life. When I tell you that I don't want to be where God is, uh, where God is not, I don't want to say what God is not saying. I don't want to be doing what he's not doing. Because if I'm not aligned, I'm not in life. Alignment comes when you fear the Lord. The man who fears the Lord is the one who recognizes patterns and recognizes that this is what God is doing inside and I must align. It's only people who fear the Lord that will be aligned. He says that 
that the fear of the Lord tended to life. And he that had it, he that had the fear of the Lord, what? He shall abide satisfied. I said Proverbs chapter 19, verse 23. He shall abide satisfied. He shall not be visited with evil. If you don't have fear of the Lord, you will be visited with evil. It is a no-go zone for you. Walking in the fear of the Lord is walking in life. Walking in the fear of the Lord is walking in life. That, that you see, you see, listen. The thing is that if you don't fear God, you do things contrary to the nature of God. And I've explained something to you. Anything that does not proceed out of the life of God is death. Anything that does not proceed out of the life of God is death. So in whatever you are doing, you should know that you are always making an inclination towards death with whatever involvement you have. Why? Simply because you have not feared the Lord. That is why we find these uh, Americans and those countries who claim they are atheists, and you see all they are doing. Look at look at the rate of abortion. Look at the rate of abortion. The fear of the Lord tended to life. It, because there is no fear of the Lord, we can see only death. It is not just the babies being aborted. The people are also dying. The people are having STDs. The people are... When we read Romans, we got to understand that the people receive the recompense of their acts. The people receive the recompense of their wickedness. Sometimes it is not that you killed someone, you aborted a baby or something, but certain little acts of irreverence to God, certain little acts of irreverence to God, certain little acts of irreverence to God, and that will give the enemy an opportunity to work against you. I put something on one of the pictures the other time that was shared. I was saying that Jesus knew his standing when the devil was to approach him. He said that the prince of this world had nothing in me. The prince of this world had nothing in me. If Satan comes and finds him in you or finds any of his products in you, that is when he can bite you. That is the Bible says that he that breaketh and hedge the, the snake will bite. It is when Satan finds his possession in you that he can bite you. And it is only when you don't have the fear of the Lord in you that you will keep other things of the devil in you. That is when you, you make a franchise with the devil. When you when 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 Paul spoke about how that um in the Corinthian church they had become so irreverent. And in fact, let's look at first Corinthians chapter five, verse one. Let's just put First Corinthians chapter five, verse one downwards. Let's say to seven. Just put it there. There is a passage of scripture there that is very constructive to what we are looking at today. Good. This is Paul writing to the Church of Corinth. And he says, it is reported commonly that there is fornication among you. And such fornication is not so much as named among the Gentiles. That means you people, the, the people who are not even part of the church, they are better. They are only living good. And he says that and one would even have his father's wife. Mm. And this is the issue about them. He says, and ye are puffed up. That means they were proud. They didn't have the fear of the Lord. They were proud. And he said, and you have not rather mourned. So with all this situation, because you don't have the fear of the Lord, your, your thinking has become depraved. You are thinking like Romans 1 people. You didn't mourn. You didn't have remorse. You were not afraid of what you had done. And he says that, and he, had, he that had done this deed might be taken away from among you. You didn't mourn so that that person would be taken away from among you. And this is what he says. For I verily, as absent in the body, but present in the spirit, have judged already, as though I were present, concerning him that had so done this deed. This is the, the act of someone who fears the Lord. He says that me, I have finished judging. I have finished judging. He says, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when ye are guarded in my spirit, with the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, to deliver such an one unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh, what that 
the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. So Paul is saying that the man must be delivered on unto chastening. He must be chastised. Then he will fear the Lord. So listen, when, when, when you, you pass through certain situations, when you pass through certain issues, because of your sinful habits or because of anything, use that as an opportunity to run back to Jesus. A lot of you need to repent. A lot of you need to repent of many things, many attitudes, many things you are doing, many thoughts. You need to repent and run back to Jesus. Run back to God. He says that that distraction of your flesh, that the devil is going to distract you. He says that it is to the intent that that person's spirit to be saved in the day of your Lord. He says, your glory, verse 6, your glory is not good. Know ye not that a little living, living at the whole land. This is very deep. A little, this is a scripture. When I tell you that compromise says that you, uh, the, the cause of um, deviation. This is the scripture that will back it. It says, don't you know that a little living will, will, will bloat the whole lamb. A little living will live in the whole lamb. It says, purge out therefore the old living, that ye may be a new lamb, as ye are on living. For even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. This is not even my emphasis. It's, it's just another whole topic to deal with. But the emphasis here is that Paul says we are delivering this one. So when God wants to restore fear in men, he will pass you through processes. Sometimes you don't like the purging of the Lord. But if the Lord doesn't purge you, you will not come to recognize him for who he is. That, that is the situation of a lot of people. You will not come to see that this is God and God does what he wants. And God wants to push away certain acts of irreverence and certain acts of of immorality, certain acts of dishonor away from our life. That is why we pray that God purge me. God, if, if there's anything that I have not feared you in, if there's any part of my life that is not submitted and surrendered to you out, it, it in my fear of you, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. This morning I was in bed. I was I was lying in bed and I was I was I was I was crying out. I was praying. Lord, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. If there is any way I've not feared you, Lord, teach me to fear you. Lord, teach me to fear you. Pass me through your process. Take me through your chastisement. Teach me to fear you. It reminds me of this song which I raised and sang at the believers that I've forgotten. It says, pierce through me. Pierce through me. It says, open me up. Do your surgical work in me. Why? So that you will see, we will see like God sees. That is how the purging of the Lord is. That is how our, our fear of the Lord will be restored. That is how the fear of the Lord will be restored. Recognize who he is. Listen, you do not always need to wait for you to pass through a certain situation. Then you come to see that God is God and, I, and you need God. You do, you, a lot of you want to wait until you are in a dead end. Then you, you recognize that God is really God. And whatever happens, you will have to run back to God. You will need to fear God. When people, <laughs> when they write what's here, then the worst result is coming. They, uh, one, one boy um, I was speaking to, he was telling me something. He was laughing and he thought he was, he, he, it wasn't funny to me. I, I was sad. He was telling me how that when the worst result came, he hadn't got his results. He had waited. Uh, people had started coming to school cry. He hadn't got his results. So he started going to the park. He was reading his Bible every morning. He was going to the park. He was praying, praying, praying. He'll be there for like some hours. Then he'll go home in the night. He'll go there like that, like that, like that. And then when he got the, the admission, uh, just like that, the admission came. He stopped going. When he came to school, it's a sex every week, every, almost every day. Sex, sex, sex. Going to movie house, going here, going here. Sometimes me cry. I'm, I'm in, oh, Lord Jesus Christ. Don't wait to be put in a situation. To learn to fear God. Don't wait. Because, see, if, if, you, if you want that, some of the processes that you go through, 
if if you want to go through the book at Jesus process, if you want to go through the book at Jesus process, that, that shouldn't be your issue. Learn to fear the Lord. Develop fear for the Lord. Develop it. Learn to fear Him. When, the more you get to know God. Listen, let me show you something. This is proof that you know God. You will fear Him. Because the more you get to know God, the more you get to know God, the more that the fear of the Lord will be developed. You see that God is not someone to play with at all. God is not someone to play with at all. When you, when you are knowing God, the more realize that God is not a joker. God is not someone to fool around with. God is not someone to fool around with. I, I pray for you tonight that you will learn to fear God. And even in the processes that God will pass us through, we will develop reverence for him. That will be shaped. We will live in the fear of the Lord. In our actions, in our inactions, let the fear of the Lord be seen. Let's not wait that we'll be in trouble before we, we, we develop a trust or fear of the Lord. That everything we do, every day of our life will be an opportunity to fear God even more. Every time God reveals himself to us, we will fear him even more. We will fear him even more. Just lift your voice. Begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. Sabalos. Joseph said, How can I do this wicked thing and sin against my God? Oh, how can I do this wicked thing and break my consecration? Oh, how can I do this wicked thing and not run after my God? Oh, you are, you are not chasing God because you don't see how much you need God. You don't fear. You don't fear. Because it is when you fear God that you see how much you need God. You don't fear God. So you don't, you don't see how much you need God. You don't see how much He shall sustain us. God will put you through certain things and you will see that you have to run to God. You have to latch on the grace of God. We are praying that God teaches to fear you. Teaches to fear you. That will fear you more than men. We will not fear men and let it become a snow to us. That when we are faced with the challenges of this world, we will remember that in any situation, it will be you that will be by. Sometimes you are faced with uh, political uh, political troubles, you are faced with academic issues, and now all we want to do is to, to, to cheat or want to is to be be corrupted all that a corrupt person is not a person that fears the lord that is why the presidents and all those people they, they are doing very horrible things very horrible things very hor they don't fear the lord if that man fears the lord he will not he will not indulge in corruption if that man fears the lord he will not be giving you bribe and he will not be accepting bribe if that man fears the lord he is not going to look at people and judge unjustly but the fear of the Lord is lost among many people. We are praying that God teaches to fear, that we will live for you, that we will live like you, that we will live as you want us to live. Lift up your voices in the name of Jesus. Restore to us, O God, the fear of you, O God, in the name of Jesus. Palogo bigavaske, rapovolobi vegipede, bizovolobi deski, belobi duku prohuaska, quadibariga legabai kutiki, zoborigi basha. Though the chastening for the present time is not joyous, though no chastening for the present time seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. 
Nevertheless, afterward, it yielded a peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Lord, yield the fruit of righteousness in us, even as you chastise us. Teach us to fear you, that we will live in your righteousness. In the name of Jesus, when you chasten us, when you correct us, teach us to revere you. In the name of Jesus, teach us not to despise your chastening. In the name of Jesus, be like Nebuchadnezzar. We will exclaim that I alone, that I Anita, that I Bube, that I. Phoebe, that I let us praise and extol and honor the King of Heaven in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That you are leading us even onto the path of life. That you are leading us even onto the path of life. As your word has said, that the fear of the Lord tended to life. We thank you that we are tapping into the resources of this life. And that we that have this fear shall abide satisfied. And we will not be visited by evil. Because we are walking in the fear of the Lord. Lord, we will not fear the one who can destroy our bodies. And only our bodies. But we will fear the one who can destroy both our bodies and our soul, our spirits. In the name of Jesus, teach us to give us the reverence due you. Teach us to give us the reverence due you. In the name of Jesus, Father Lord, we are grateful. In Jesus' name, amen. So God richly bless you guys. Um, at dawn 5 a.m do well to wake up set an alarm and pray okay don't sleep throughout the night set an alarm and pray set an alarm and pray about 14 minutes to So, so within that 40 minutes, I would want Samuel to lead us to pray. And uh, Samuel, it's very hard to make a decision. It will only take a man of fear to decide that I'm not going to touch this lady. It will take only a man who fear the Lord to decide that I will not receive this man. It will take only a man who fear the Lord to decide that I will not go. Um, I love that. Rodan, you do that for us. You need us to pray. And then. Uh, okay, someone says you didn't hear what I said. I was saying that Rod Darling, please, is Rodalin around? Hey, I can't find Rodalin anymore. Is Rodalin around? Okay, it seems Rodalin is not available. She has gone offline. So, Phoebe, take us through prayer for a short while. I pray concerning what we um, discussed there, what was taught here. And Kuten, kindly take us through Souls O'Clock. Okay, and Phoebe, please, you can end the um, you can end the recording and take us through. God, we shall bless you.